The Alberta government is set to release its long-promised report. This has, like I say, long-promised report on whether or not Alberta should quit the Canada Pension Plan and come up with their own provincial program. Uh, the Premier, Finance Minister Nate Horner, and Panel Chair Jim Dinning are supposed to uh, release the report at a news conference in Calgary at 11 o'clock this morning. Now, Smith uh, and Jason Kenney before her have talked about the potential of having an Alberta pension plan and the benefit that it would provide to Albertans, right? And um, this report, uh, we've already got a pretty good idea of what's in it. A lot of the information has already been revealed. Um, And on the surface, um, and there's a lot of dispute as to whether or not these figures will hold up. And there's a lot of ifs when it comes to this pension. A lot of things are built on if things maintain this path and and, and all the rest of this stuff, and there would be negotiation. There's a lot of things, but on the surface, what we're talking about here, the headline is contributions would be slashed in half, okay? So what you and I would have to pay uh, for, uh, you know, government pension plan, CPP or APP, whatever it may be, would be half of what it is right now. Um, so you're looking at about uh, 1400 bucks for um, every Albertan. Okay, that includes employer and employee. Um, that's go, go from 9.9% down to 5.91%. This is from Jack Mintz, who's already written about the report as well. Um, and our benefits would remain the same. Okay, so um, on the surface, that sounds like a pretty good deal. Like I say, there's a lot of factors at play here, and we'll get more details coming up at 11 o'clock, but we already know a whole lot about it, and there's a lot of opposition, a lot of questions, and a lot of caution here. We're going to speak now with uh, Samir Kayandi, who is the opposition finance critic with the NDP. Uh, Samir, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate you being here today. Oh, thanks for having me, Shane. You know, from what we've heard, from what we've seen, and again, we have to wait uh, to get the definitive numbers, but uh, when there's this much smoke, there's fire. I- I'm pretty confident we know exactly what's going to be in this report. Uh, on the surface, it sounds like a far better deal for the province of Alberta to have an Alberta pension plan than to be involved in the Canadian pension plan. What's your take? Oh, it's not true. Like, it's it's uh, it, it, it's actually nonsense. And, and the reason is they're relying on a particular interpretation of the formula. Uh, okay, so let me go back, actually, because, um, you know, a lot of people just, I just want to explain how pensions work, right, just to make sure we've got the right... Okay, fair enough. Uh, ...right uh, background. Um, so what, you've, what, what happens is that you pay, every paycheck you pay into the CPP fund, right? Yep. Um, part of that fund is used to pay current people who are currently retired. And part of it is to build up an asset um, that's there for people retiring in the future, including yourself. All right. And so and, and this program works great. All right. There is like I can't think of another federal program that's been in operation for 60 years that just works and nobody even has to think about it. Um, now, what? the provincial government is saying, what the Smith government is saying, oh, we can actually take most of, you know, roughly half of the assets of this fund with us if we mm-hmm. form our own Alberta pension plan, and we can use that to lower premiums. Well, if you if every province did that same calculation, then the call on the fund's assets would be nine times what's actually in the fund right now. 
So the calculation is fundamentally flawed because if everyone were to do this, then you know it would it would destroy the, the CPP. Every province would have its own pension plan, and every other province knows that they can't get away with it, and so it's not happening. But that figure that you're talking about, Samir, is based on the fact that Albertans have paid that much in over the course of this pension plan, right? It, you can't argue the fact that disproportionately, Albertans have put in more than other jurisdictions, right? Uh, okay, so there's two things about that. One is that we have put in more as Albertans because we earn higher incomes, right? right. But what that means though, is it's not like Albertans have put in more. It's people with higher incomes have put in more. And so somebody in Ontario with the same income as somebody in Alberta has the same yep. uh, money going in and the same pre- and the same benefit coming out at the end of the day. So it's not something that like Albertans have done because we've actually got higher liabilities as well. We've got higher benefits because we've made those, because frankly, we, we earn more money, which is a great thing. Um, and, and so so, so, so it's not that you know. So, so it's a, the money doesn't belong to Albertans, right? Right. The second thing is there's interpretation in the legislation, and and you know, like this is where it gets really complicated, right? Because the Fair Deal panel, for example, said, oh, the amount that we can take with us is about forty to seventy billion dollars. At forty to seventy billion dollars, then our premiums go up. And here's the thing: Quebec made the judgment. 60 years ago, Quebec made the judgment that they would be better off going it alone. Right. And what did they get? They got higher premiums. It's a huge risk. Um, you mentioned uh, higher incomes. No question that's part of it. But what about the fact that the demographics of Alberta are largely different, too? We have, we have lower unemployment. We have a younger population. So what we're going to be paying out is going to be on the lower end. We're going to be taking more in, paying less out. So therefore, our premiums would be much lower than when we're propping up the rest of the country. We'll hear that argument today. So here's the problem, all right? And this is something that I have talked to a lot of people about. What happens to your Alberta pension plan if you leave the province? And that's not a theoretical, you know, that, that's not a theoretical argument, right? Mm-hmm. Because people work here and many of them retire elsewhere. And it's not even people who've worked their entire careers here who are like, you know, stereotypically retiring off in Kelowna uh, or Victoria. These are people who come in, you know, they're, they're in for fly and fly out jobs, for example, from the Maritimes, right? And uh, they build up a nice nest egg over 10 years and then they go back yeah. and you know, pick apples or whatever. Yep. Um, we don't have the numbers, right, on how much that happens. And so we can say that we're a younger population, but does everybody who lived and worked in Alberta and contributed to the pension plan here, are they actually retiring here or are they more likely to retire elsewhere? And if we haven't accounted for that, and I know we haven't because that's really complicated, we don't actually know if the Alberta pension plan will be demographically advantaged or not. Like, we don't know. What do we know about how we could go about trying to accomplish this? Now, we can't just unilaterally make this decision. And, and again, this will go right. to a referendum. So Albertans, if it, they decide to you know, proceed with it, would have to go through the voters to make up their mind on whether or not they want to do it. Let's say Alberta does approve it. What's the process of getting disentangled from the federal government and from the rest of the provinces? 
Yeah, so I mean, I, I will say about the referendum, like we are way, way more important things to worry about here. We've got a we've got a government that's a banned renewable investment. We've got a housing crisis. Um, you know, that, that, and 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 Alberta is frankly a very difficult place to do business right now, primarily because of the policy of the UCP government. One of which is creating business uncertainty around CPP. Because businesses hate this because they don't know what their premiums are going to be, what they're paying for for uh, for, for their employees. So I, I don't want to like gloss over the whole referendum thing because there is way way more things that we need to be worried about, and we just think that you know it shouldn't proceed any further. Now, what the what the way that the province would leave is that you need to give three years notice. There's going to be a negotiation period. There's probably going to be litigation if we try to uh, take half you know, the money. Take all, take half the money like Doug Ford is not going to be on board with that Scott Moe is not going to be on board with that um, and, uh, and and so it's you know we're looking right now at a decade or more of uncertainty and if you're a national employer are you really going to accept that level of uncertainty on a fundamental cost like labor which is for most businesses the highest cost of doing business yeah a lot of uncertainty and, and, and like I say some of that uncertainty Certainty hopefully will be cleared up uh, very soon as we get the announcement from the government. But uh, Samir, thank you so much for being here with us today. I appreciate your take on this. All right. Thanks for watching.